You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys have been having an excellent week. I most certainly have been. I hope you guys are ready for the brand new additions to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which will be unveiled tomorrow. Jerry Monk, the metal architect, has been listening listening to music all day today trying to find the hottest the coolest the most extreme brand new metal tracks which have just dropped today and he is putting them all into the brutal awakenings playlist for our listening pleasure trust me if you are looking for something to listen to look no further because the brutal awakenings playlist has everything that you want in it you can listen to the brutal awakenings playlist on either apple music or spotify and the links for those playlists are available in the description of this podcast on today's episode i am with kevin muller of the merciless concept here it is everyone this is vox and hops episode number 221 i warn you what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Kevin Muller of The Merciless Concept. He also used to sing for a little death metal band called Suffocation, as well as Pyrexia. Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing, Kevin? Let's start with a very simple yet complex question. How are you coping with 2020? Oh, bro, that's going to be this whole interview. It's, uh, <laughs> we're coping. Thankfully, I'm coping just fine. Uh, I'm glad to be on. Um, let's just say... Things are going smooth, which we'll definitely get into on here. And then, uh, yeah, I'm working a little bit on the side. I got the Twitch keeping me alive. Everybody's here watching, hanging out. That's amazing. And uh, things are great. Awesome. So hello to everyone watching at home. This is a first time doing an interview live on Twitch, as I mentioned. So that's amazing. Let's uh, dance right into it. You, you mentioned uh, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends and talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. So, so what beer do you have on your side there, Kevin? And uh, tell me the whole story about how you didn't buy it at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, I'm drinking uh, Nightmare Brewing. Yes, yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Long Island Proud as well. Here, let me see that. The Twitch can see that. And the and the, the flavor and the everything of it right now is a Colombian necktie. It's a, it's a, I think it's pronounced ghost ale sourced in mangoes with Lulo. Damn right. Sour sop and Colombian lime zest. Oh, I love beers like that. Gozas. Yes, I love them. I love them. It, yeah. Salty. It's a salty sour brew from, from Germany. Yeah. Germany originally, but now America has bastardized it as we do everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it. amazing. And I haven't had a nightmare brew, but I, I absolutely have been following them on socials and stuff. And they're they're right up there with all the, the super cool metal themed breweries going on in the States. Yeah. The explosion such as uh, Adroit Theory and uh, wake brewing and of course true brewing out of uh denver colorado are probably the the hippest and coolest out of them on my side i'm also drinking a metal themed brew but not from quebec it's from ontario it's a brand new brewery and uh i am very lucky to hold this in my hand thank you to nathan for making sure i got this this is third moon brewing company's continuous blood it's a 6.8 percent ipa let's crack these open let's uh, pour them out and let's uh, show everyone what we got Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, we got to pour them. I got to get a glass. Go for a run. I'll tell. I'll t- All right. This one's for you. Ready? Hold on. Check this out. I want to see if this goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. 
<laughs> Doozy, I got I got a twofer here. I'm gonna rep another local brewing company with this one. I'm gonna rep Mustache Brewing Company. Sick. Another awesome one from Long Island. Sick. Here, I'm gonna show you here. Boom, Boom yes. Look at that little logo. Hold on, I gotta get it nice and going. I got some monster haze going on over here. I like it, I like it. I think I might find another glass and throw it in the freezer for the next one. Mm. Nice and chilled. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Salute. Oh, yeah, these guys kill it. Oh, my God. This is fucking insane. I've never had them. I'll go and say I've never had anything from Nightmare before. Very cool. You should have more of them. <laughs> I, I bought a whole fucking... That's, my, that's part of my story. Beautiful. I bought so much. <laughs> it's the story of my life, Kevin. <laughs> this is a creamy, juicy, tropical, um, just a little bit dank. Uh, some no no hot burn going on. It's it's really fantastic. Uh, Third Moon Brewing Company people, if you can get it, get it, buy it, drink it, and listen to death metal. You gotta love. I love these metal theme breweries that are popping up everywhere. Yeah, just this could be this could be an artwork. I love it. The art on this one's done by Yard Wolves. Follow him on uh, socials as well. He's super cool. Or them. I'm sorry. Um, I think the same story goes for Nightmare. Usually they have some like crazy artwork, like straight up death metal t-shirt shit like black and white dude's head getting slid off but this one all the ones they had at the place were like these like drafts hmm. of like what's to be That's like cool. a concept art and uh it's a it's a person getting their tongue cut off by a reaper i love it and uh <laughs> yeah and it describes the, there's like notes on it that say like it's a tattered reaper cloak hmm. And then next to it, it's like, there's a scythe, you know, there's a tongue. <laughs> it's all notated. That's really it's cool. Sick. Maybe it's like an experimental brew and they're not sure they're going to make a, 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 and make it a part of their flagship or part of their pure line well, of brews. Maybe it was all the different flavors they had, except one. I, today I picked up that I had death metal logo, but this one, honestly, it tastes like I'm drinking like a lime drink, but then you get hit with the beer after mm, and a little salt. It's an interesting flavor. I yeah, love it. Very. Simple. I love it. Yeah. Let, let's talk about beer, of course, because it's Vox and Hops. T- tell me about your, your first beer, Kevin. Oh, God. It's like five lifetimes ago, it feels like. <laughs> My first beer? Um, I think it was from my mother when I was like eight. <laughs> no, no I, I think it was more just taking sips in here and there, but no. Irish family, Irish household. Uh, I was, uh, I remember trying a Corona way young and I hated it and it still holds true today. <laughs> Damn virus. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hate it, right? It's the worst. Get it out. But no, uh, no, I've been a beer snob on and off. Like I have my, my summers where it's just unstoppable times, just constant, constant IPAs, double IPAs and like. What's my favorite? I love the the dogfish head is like just the go-to. Absolutely. It's always around. It's in every bar. It's all over the place. Would you say that is the brew that that changed your, your perception of beer? Honestly, I don't even know what, would, what, what I could say started. I think it was like experimenting with, um, what was it? It was more, uh, dogfish head was a big one for sure, but it was like, Honestly, when I was getting in, like when I started touring with Pyrexia, I was going around trying all the other places and all the local breweries and things like that. And I was like, holy shit, like there's a lot more than I'm used to. Like even just local going to like parties and stuff, they would just bring whatever they had. I would just pick up whatever's at a, like I said, gas station. But no, uh, I would drink a lot of Dogfish Head and the, what the hell's the other one? I'm, I'm, I'm blacking out now. Not yet, I should say. <laughs> uh, 
I'm on the spot. I can't think. It's like it's like when someone asks you what's your top three death metal bands. It's like you'll remember later. Kind of when, tomorrow morning when you're taking the shit, and that's when it will come to you. Yeah, I'll be like, fuck, I should have said that. One. <laughs> it was Lagunitas. Shelmer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Candy. It was Sierra Nevada. Nah, I don't but, know. Yeah, dude. No, I, I I'll tell you the the only every time someone says Sierra Nevada, I always think of Derek Boyer. He's like, oh, they're they're all day pale ales or whatever they have, all day ales or something like that. He loves those. He's such a great dude. Mm-hmm. What a great dude. So much fun. Let's let's move into music. Let's talk about uh, a classic Vox and Hops question at this point. Uh, when you were growing up in your parents' or guardian's house, what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? I like this. Um, I think my ever first approach to even getting to where I listened to what I listened to. I remember being like stupid young in the back seat. I think I was still in a car seat <laughs> from what I can remember. My mother would always listen to like, I guess you could say classic rock, but she loved uh, Meatloaf. Yeah, man. Right? Like, like I remember when uh, it, it would be, you know, she'd have the CD in. I never saw the CD until one day I stumbled across the album art. And I was like, that is the most badass looking thing. Bad out of hell. Damn whatever right. It is. That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm just like, that is a fucking awesome cut. Like I did again, coming from no metal background. I was just being like, what is this? Uh, this is awesome. It's a perfect transition <laughs> just, from He-Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. I'm, I don't think I've ever said on the podcast. I was very, very young and I always wanted to be a singer. So there was this, talent show something something going on and i was young this was i must have been in in grade seven and the song that i picked to sing is so inappropriate for uh, however old year old person in seventh grade is my brain doesn't work sure it was it was (laughs) two out of three ain't bad by meatloaf nice which which is a great track but but it's really like the chorus is like i want you i need you but there ain't no way I'm ever going to something, something. But don't be sad because two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> so I want you, I need you, but nice. I'm never going to be with you is, is what the, the chorus is. But I'm a kid singing this. It made no sense. Yeah. How much? All the parents are going like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's a great track. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What began, What band quickly became your first band, Kevin? Uh, Black Sabbath. Really cool. Yep, because because of that meatloaf story, I remember like asking my mom, "Can I borrow the CD? Can I use it? Like, just can I listen to that?" Uh, then I started trying to like get into like classic bands because my dad was into like the Doors, the Beatles, you know, the Who, all the thes. And um, he, re- I remember him trying to get me into like Eric Clapton and stuff like that. And I was that that was like my start of like I guess listening to any sort of classic rock. But my mom kind of put two and two together and realized like. He might like the heavier stuff. She grew up. She went. She was an Aussie fan growing up and went to one Black Sabbath show and never got into it again. She never went again. It was like too creepy for her. And she was just like, I'm out. But she got me Black Sabbath uh, sold our soul for rock and roll like the that album. And that was given to me, funny enough, I think as an Easter gift or something <laughs> weird. Like I, I remember getting it like like she'd hide little shit around the house. One year I got a Game Boy and then one year. She hid two albums under the couch, and it was that album of Black Sabbath and Will Smith's Millennium. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You could have gone. It could have gone either way. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, I could have been Big Willie style for the rest of my life, or just you know, dude, obey the upside down cross. But damn, no, I I got sucked in, and from there it was me figuring out who's Ozzy, who's I mean, who's the singer? It's Ozzy Osbourne. What is he into? Oh, I don't know. You could check him out now. He's got Ozzy Osbourne going around, still touring. 
And he also has this festival called Ozfest. Oh, who plays Ozfest? Mad uh, Hatebreed, Mashuga, Machine Head, da 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 da, da. and that's where like my fucking. My, that was the downfall for me. It's just I fell into like, what's the next heaviest thing I I can find? And here we are. Very, very, very cool. Do you remember the first live show that you went to go see? It doesn't have to be metal, something. It could be just your first experience witnessing music. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a embarrassing yet awesome one again. I was a kid. Universal Studios. Smash Mouth. No, that's good. Yeah. It was just like we were walking past, and it was like, what's what's going on here? And mind you, at the time, I was a, a heavy WWF fan, and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was out because he hurt his knee. Like, he always had a leg injury. Yeah. But for some weird reason, however the stars aligned, Smash Mouth was playing, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was on stage and gave a hell yeah, <laughs> and then left. <laughs> and I remember being like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about your first time on stage? Do you, do you remember the, the, that first show? And, and was it as a vocalist? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, I was trying to start up just a high school band, and we played just a few original tracks. And I, was, I remember what I was wearing, only because my mother took a picture, and it was like in her room for forever. But it was a, it was a, 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 at a library, Battle of the Bands, Winner got to play like opening for some like honestly it was like some bullshit show. It was like another <laughs> local showcase. You know what I mean? Like now looking back, it's like they weren't giving us anything. But uh, yeah, you had I was to sell singing. Tickets. Our, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like if you win, you get a chance to sell fifty tickets, and <laughs> maybe if you sell them, we'll give you another twenty. <laughs> but no, I um yeah I remember I was wearing camo shorts, an army hat, and a full blown chaos T shirt. And we were ripping. That's when I was like finding myself there. I was going, starting to go to some local shows and finding what I liked. And that was pretty cool. And the moment was immediately you loved it. Oh, oh, obsessed. Any nerves Just the, he- heading up towards absolutely. it? Absolutely. I didn't move the whole set. I just stood there with my hands like this. You know, no mic stand. In between songs, the song will finish. And I'll be like, I play the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I go, I That's dance. hard, eh? That's hard. <laughs> Finding tough. your voice as a front man is extremely yeah. difficult. Yeah. And I got to say, like, it was a good reaction, good reaction in the crowd. But it was it's still one of those things that like half of the people are there not for your band. They're all like, you know, opening a show. You got to sell tickets to your your friends bands or, you know, every band's got to sell tickets. So they come in and watch just their friends. But this was a free battle of the bands. No one's there to really watch the band. They're all just there like it's a mall meetup. You know, they're all just hanging out, talking amongst each other. So when a song ends, there's barely any reaction. You're like, all right, so now what? <laughs> but in the end, it was a good experience because I'm still trying to do it today. So Yeah, and you guys just, you're, you're releasing, you released, you released an album with The Merciless Concept. We're in the process right now. Perfect. And here's where my chat's going to go nuts. You, They're going to be like, yeah, Kev, where's the album? I'll help pick, 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 <laughs> pick up, pick, a, pick your brain on that. Um, tell me about this project. Not not the whole origin story. I, and you, nobody wants to hear that again. <laughs> yeah, so I have this idea, right? <laughs> but, no, but tell me about um, what this project means to you and, and why you sure. do it. Sure. Uh, I mean, we've been doing it for what's crazy to say is near over 10 years now. I joined the band, I want to say, in 2010. I was not in a band at the time, and, uh, you know, Charlie asked me, Charlie and Matt, our guitarist, asked me to join, joined it, boom, there's the whole origin story. (laughs) Now, what's crazy about this band is that me and Charlie have always kind of been like a cool partnership. 
you know, Charlie was in Pyrexia with me. And at the same time, Charlie was in Suffo with me. So I think just alone, our chemistry has always been sick. And like anytime we can get in a room and really start expressing ideas about like what's heavy to us, what do we remember like going to shows and being like, fuck, what the hell are we listening to? We're trying to recreate that again Very cool. with every song, which kind of makes it in a way hard to write songs sometimes because you're like, all right, we did that. That sounds like this in this last song. What can we do that's more extra fucking stupid heavy, you know? But I like it because I think for us, we're one of the, I want to say only other like active New York death metal bands right now that are on like a newer cusp. You know, like there are some bands I want to, you know, th- I think of like Splattered Entrails. I think of, but my brain goes to Dehumanize. They broke up. Internal Bleeding still playing shows. Suffo's still playing shows. Cool. But like you got bands like Immortal Suffering. They're not playing too much. Malignancy. I haven't heard from them in a while. They only play like two venues nearby in Queens. But like for a new band that's trying to like show a big face and get out there, we're trying to do tours. We're trying to go nuts, you know? So we're trying to re-release... Uh, our album that we have coming out is half old stuff from old demos that we recorded back in 2012 that now are finally getting the justice of how they're supposed to sound now, plus some new tracks. Very cool. So it's very exciting stuff. I just want, I want people to fight to our song and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, how do you feel you're mentioning that a lot of the, the New York scene bands are not there anymore how do you think that's going to affect the future new york scene if there's there's no bands like local bands that are big enough for young kids to go and watch now and see that it is possible you know something that is achievable versus you know watching a band come in on tour and that's just such a huge step versus watching those local heroes you know just stepping up stepping up stepping up yeah i feel like i i mean I know my Twitch is already thinking about what my response is going to be because I'm I've, I feel like I've turned into a grandpa <laughs> and I can't get into new shit at all and I and I'm always just like I'll put on like despise icon I'm like see that's deathcore like where the <laughs> fuck did it go like where you know it's just such a whole different sound now but like I mean look kids are going to shows kids are going to go see bands you know there's a lot of new like this this crossover between like death metal it's like they took there's like a genre that's floating around that I refuse to name that it's like they take a one cool kind of part from death metal, one kind of cool part from hardcore. And then maybe there's like this random, like hip hop screaming, like, I don't even know what to call it, but like, I guess like a Gothic hip hop. And they're just like, let's put all that together. This is our shtick. And then, but there's mad bands doing that now. And I don't under, I don't understand what's going on. Cause I feel like when I was growing up going to shows, Everything was about, like, I guess, earning your step, going to shows, meeting people, growing within the scene, and, like, developing a sound with what you've learned and putting that back out to the world. Where now it's like someone's on the internet, they make a band with, like, three dudes in different states, and they record it all on GarageBand and put it out, and it gets fucking thousands of hits. Yep. I'm just like, what's happening right now? Well, I, you, you nailed it. It's the internet. It's it's the fact that genres, there are no genres every, anymore. And, and our, yeah. we are accessible. We have at our access just a, a wide array of so many bands. And you can yeah. like this. You can like that. And that's what's happening right now is people that three people, let's say, like as you mentioned, got into a room and they all like these 10 things and it all goes into the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. And you it's don't just, have to like it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I guess my favorite, my famous sentence is, I don't understand. And then the famous sentence I get back is, well, you don't have to understand. I'm like, 
Yeah, but I want to because I'm just like, I'd, I want to see their perspective of like the comparison of like where things were and where they are now. Because I got to say, my music taste is not new. Like, uh, yeah, I grew up, even the stuff I grew up with, I don't even think as the best stuff. It's more the stuff that I wish I was around mm. for is like still insane to me. Like, I've never seen Pantera live, but I would give my left one to go. You know, like I, I, they, I think, I think still to this day, they're still the most unique, heaviest, technical, and like talented across the board bands. They can have a fucking four minute breakdown and then have shreddy parts in it, and no one questions it because that's who they are. Where there's not a lot of bands that can cross over that. And they could play their parts, whereas nowadays everyone's doing it in sections. Back in the day, it was live off the uh, floor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You fucked up once. All right. Bring it back. One note's out of tune, a little one string's out of tune. Bring it back. I want to talk about suffocation, of course. You, you probably get this all the time. Uh, you were in the band in a very, very strange moment of the band. Yes. Especially as a vocalist and me seeing it happen, I was trying to imagine myself in your shoes. You know, how do you pick which nights you go up, which nights Frank was going up? How, how, how you were never presented necessarily especially at first as the vocalist you were just some dude that was there yeah i was just in the right fucking time is the best way to say it how how did you handle that how did you cope with that uh, did you know it's like you're in the band you're not in the band did you yeah. ever feel like it was your band uh absolutely i mean it was one of those things that i i was jamming with them for a while before we hit the road so i already felt established i didn't feel like i had to prove anything to the guys more or less i had to prove more to the people that i was going to be there in like i remember we were jamming we were getting ready and then i would get last minute messages like oh yeah frank's gonna come out for the first two weeks and i'm like all right whatever like i don't I, like it's i don't it, again i'm easing in who the fuck am i to say like no i'm gonna play it's like Nope. <laughs> New York is sold out. They want Frank. It's fine. It is what it is. So I'm like, yeah, I'd, look, I have no problem. I love Frank. I love the band. And I was. it was just kind of fun for me that we were able to do that. Now, the way we went about that for those, like, say it was like two weeks. It would be like from New York down to Florida. It was shared between me and Frank. Frank would do all the older classics and then I would come up and do some new songs. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it was number one, the fact that he didn't really know the newer songs. He knew some parts of it. You know, he, that was kind of like a tracked deal. And then, you know, he never had to play the songs again. So he never really had to learn them. So I was like, all right, I know the songs. We, you know, I'm partially on the album with him. So I'm still kind of fresh knowing the lyrics. And then uh, we would just do that live. And then once he was, we hit Florida, he flew home. And then I got the rest of the tour to myself. So therefore, like, I had no real, I was never in a place of like, oh, what the fuck? Hmm. <laughs> you know? And there were even dates in New York that he we would play. And I would be like, Yo, let me get a Legion of Veracity in there. He's like, all right, yeah, sure. And then we would just swap. And then awesome. I would fucking watch it crush. It was fun. Awesome, awesome. And before you were there, there was Ricky Myers, who is now in the band again. <laughs> so so it's a strange, like, flip-flop that happened. Uh, yeah. I saw you, you killed it at... Uh Summer Breeze. Summer I saw Breeze, yeah. Summer Breeze. Uh, it was a crazy, we shared the stage crazy, that night. crazy fun day. Fun yeah. night. Uh, we play. We deadlined. A lot of Jägermeister. <laughs> yes, there was the tap in the back. And there's even a sign. <laughs> there was a sign on the From Your Tour Manager that said, Suffocation is not allowed to use this machine on the Jägermeister. <laughs> <laughs> that's big buddy nick yeah <laughs> oh dude he was so against everybody drinking because then he would have to deal with us on the bus yes <laughs> we'd always be like yeah we'll be fine we'll be good we were we were definitely like children on every tour we did with him where it was like nah we'll be good i, I promise we'll be on our best behavior and then it's like bus call 
three of us are missing. You know, merch is still un- <laughs> not unpacked. You know, it's just like, fuck, we're just partying with you guys. <laughs> Something's going on. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> right? And it's just, there's always catching up to do. And it was like, God damn it. Well, here we are. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. If you could uh, handpick a tour for the Merciless Concept, what bands would be on that tour? Oh, dude, I've been thinking about this for a while because I know I have friends of mine's bands that I want to play with us no matter what. I got Last 10 Seconds of Life, Monockers and Chatwood Up, uh, Ingested, um, Cryptopsy if they're down. I got I to gotta talk to the singer. <laughs> and then uh, Desecrate the Faith, another shout out. That's cool. Houston boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if I were to really think about like bands that are coming up of like who I really would want to like experiment with. I would think about like uh, there's a band from France called Horned that I think is fucking sick. They are like, you know how I was complaining earlier about like they took bits and pieces of this and that and they mixed it up, blah, blah, blah. I'm a fan of taking good elements of both and making your own sound out of it. But when it's just copy paste, I fucking my brain explodes. But this band is sick because they'll put out like stupid good riffs, stupid, like very catchy, groovy, technical transitions. And, like, again, a little death metal note for them. All their art on the last album was Dan Seagrave. So I'm like, all right. It's uh, it's got my attention <laughs> just by looks. And I checked it out. I was like, all right, let me see if it holds up. And it did. So that's a shout to them. Uh, what's another band that I like as of recently? Chamber's kind of cool. And then uh, if I had to think of one more, because I know I can go all day with some random bullshit. Uh, actually, let me just do a quick little look at my... Uh... All right, you know what? Boom. Aeon. Fuck yeah. We'll get Aeon out there because they're putting out a new album, so I'm waiting for that. So I'll just say I hope that can happen. Very, very, very cool. Let's dance back into craft beer. If you could make a craft beer for the Merciless Concept, what beer would it be, what style, and what would you call it? Oh, my God. I've never, ever thought of that, but shit, now it's a good idea. Of course it is. Um, talk talk yeah. to Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. dude, honestly, th- th- but that's the funny thing about this. Real quick to piggyback off that. I, I met the dude, I don't remember his name right now, he came out to a show, and we got to talk, and he found out who I was, he's like, yo, let's go out and get drinks, let's hang out, and like, I was trying to get him to sponsor the stream <laughs> with this, and I've never had it before, and, um, but yeah, so like, he came to see Rings, I think that's what it was, he came to see Rings, he was at the show, we all were drinking and partying, and we got to chatting, he was like, what the fuck, let's hang out soon, I was like, alright, word. We never got to hang around. But then I just saw this at the at the place, and I was like, you know what? Let me give it a shot. And I bought a bunch of their beer just now, and it's fucking delicious. Um, but if I were to make a beer, what would I name it? Uh, 
I would make. I'm trying to think of a clever word like hops. Let's look and see what flavors in here. This starts soursop. Am I saying that right? Yeah, soursop is a fruit. If I if I am correct, I would call it soursop forty two, and it would be. Mm, it would have soursop in it, I suppose, and it would be like eight and a half percent. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a song we have a single called Subject Forty Two. So I was just perfect. thinking what's re- what's relevant. <laughs> uh, let's answer to how you started screaming. Why screaming? Where did that come from? For myself, I'm a singer that fell into being a death metal vocalist. Were you someone that sang or or did you dive straight into harsh vocals? <sighs> it's so crazy. It's all this happened when I was stupid young. It's like I was in band as a kid playing like fucking tuba. And like just just trying to be a part of anything musical that I could at the time. That was the only option. So then after that, I was like, all right, well, I want to pick up something. Maybe a guitar. Played guitar for like, my dad bought me a guitar. I tried just playing by ear. So now I can only play breakdowns and single notes. You know, <laughs> that's all I ever learned. And I was like, this isn't for me, but I want to be in a band. Like I, I, I literally have the Slipknot duality, de- uh, not duality, fucking. Uh, disaster piece. No. Disaster piece. Thank you. Yeah. The dis- <laughs> you knew what I meant. I was like, fuck. The dual DVDs, the red and the black. And that, dude, that was watching epic. Joey Jordison go upside epic. down. Exactly. Dude, watching that shit was like the turning point for me because I was like, I like new metal and all this stuff. And that's when I was just in my like peak of learning bands. I was at the time listening to Machine Head, Pantera, Slipknot, and whatever I can find. And that DVD I'd have on just loop as I cleaned my room. It was just because, th- you know, I had a little shitty boombox or my TV that had better speakers. I'd rock the Disaster Piece DVD on loop. And I was like, you know what? My dad bought me this shitty guitar. I got this 10 a- inch little crate amp in the back. I'm going to plug my fucking like rock band guitar microphone, and, you know, rock band karaoke thing into that and see if it works. It did. <laughs> I'd get home from school at like two. My parents would get home at like 3.30. So I'm like, I got about an hour to like try just screaming in this thing and see if it works. And I'm doing like karaoke to my TV, just seeing if I can get that sound. And like, that's what kind of got me like going, like, I think I could do it. I think I can, I think I can do that sound. And it was just over and over and over and over. And then it turned into what it is now. That's insane. That's exactly what happened with Trevor from the Black Dahlia murder. You know that, right? Really? That's exactly the karaoke machine jamming in his room. (laughs) That's exactly. Well, how, you know, you got to hear it through a speaker. You know, I feel like even like, I see a lot of dudes warm up in their car. Like I do that sometimes, but it's like, I got to hear it. I got to hear it in a speaker blaring my head off. You know, that's like, even when I'm tracking vocals, I need this so loud that I can't hear anything in the room. I need to hear directly that. Me too. Me too. Uh, How how do you stay healthy on the the road? You mentioned warming up. Is that something that you actually do? I do a little bit. I used to get made fun of it by the guys on the bus. I would try to do like the humming shit. And you know what I mean? Like I got that fucking, I got some tracks to hum along to and all that stuff and get the exercises. Um, honestly, it's just tea, honey, a little, I, some people tell you not to do crazy with the honey, but I, sometimes I just do. Um, I try to stay as sugar free as possible before sets is a better way to say it. And I'll eat light, drink tea, uh, do my little warm ups, And sometimes I'll even bring tea on stage with me in a little like, uh, thermos thing and just sip on that, you know, instead of drinking water that, you know, cause I don't know. I, I don't like drinking cold water because it tenses me up, you know, and then like that, you know, I'm praying that this the, like the venue stage waters are not cold when it's like time for go time. People start throwing me waters. I'm like, I don't want this. <laughs> this is going to fuck me up. <laughs> that's why I always bring my own water, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And that's that, uh, that's what the point that it's gotten to. But 
that's why I love the tea too, because it's just it's fucking feeling so good on stage. Mm. I'll have a little like it looks like a black sports bottle. I'll just take a sip of half the people are like he's boozing right now. Look at him. <laughs> he's so metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so brutal. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got like breakfast gray or gray tea, whatever the fuck it is. I like that throat coat tea. Throat coat's pretty good. Throat coat's pretty good. What was the other one? There was another one. Not uh there's like a Bigelow or Bugelow or something like that. But then uh yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of them. I always like if I'm ever gonna like cheat on like the sweetness ones. I love the raspberry and like the blackberry ones because those have like the most flavor with like little shit in it. Very cool. Mostly it's natural. And about warming up, uh, Terrence. No matter when he sees me, he goes, "He he hey hey." That's the first <laughs> thing he says to me every single time because of my. He won't let it die because of my warm ups. So that makes me happy. As long as I'm, I'm yeah, cool with a little that. notoriety there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's cool. I'm cool with that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely good to get known by. At least it's better than most things. (laughs) Like how how Eric is man bun for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. I've been rocking the man bun the whole pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me about your relationship with Twitch. Why did you start streaming? Tell me about that whole adventure. Yeah. Uh, This adventure is fucking sick. Only for the fact that like... You know, as you could probably relate as a front man, you like your podcast and making some sort of engagement when you're home. Uh, For me, Twitch is sick because I literally, you know, I can talk. I could literally sit here and do this. Number one, I can talk about music I like. It's all programmed on here that people could just type a song name and it starts playing in my ears. So cool. You know, it's it's such a it's such a very interactive, fun thing for me. And like it really started back when I was like, I've been playing video games my whole life on a computer for the most part. So I'm always extra nerdy whenever there's a chance to be. (laughs) And like, you know, and I've been playing games like Counter-Strike and things like that. And I was always like back when I would play religiously, I used to compete in like Call of Duty when I was a kid on Call of Duty 4 and all this shit. I was like, I was in a clan. We won little tournaments and stuff. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I can like show this at some point. And Twitch became that thing. And I remember actually giving, to- I was giving Hobbs the idea that I wanted to do it. He's like, don't be one of those streamer guys. Lady. You know, anything internet. He's like, get it, get me out of here. <laughs> uh, but like, <laughs> I remember telling him that I'm like, ah, maybe he's right. I don't know. I know whatever. And then once I left Suffa, I just kind of was like, fuck it. I got all the audio gear. I got my cameras. I got all this just from band promotion. Why not plug it in and see what happens? And here we are now. That's amazing. I'm loving it. That's amazing. We're getting to have this on there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now, but now it's sick because I thought at the time it was a bad idea because I kept doing stuff like trying to fuse the music in. But at the time when I joined Twitch, it was all gamers. And you, you know, metalheads are gamers too. Like look at George Fisher, bro. One of the biggest gamers ever. But like, he's a guy that w- he would make a killing streaming, but he doesn't. It's just, a, you know, it, he doesn't want to do it. Whatever. I think it's a generational thing. For, for sure, for sure. And like, like as time has gone on, I've been seeing more people like seeing it, especially with the pandemic. I think the pandemic woke everybody up that has any sort of like social engagement skill where they're like on social media, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, live streams, killing it. Have you reached the point where there are sponsors uh, for your, your Twitch or is that something that you would like? Yeah, I, I have some. I have small affiliations that I'm very proud of. Um, I have right now, actually, the microphone I'm using is um, Heil Sound. Very cool. Heil Sound microphones. Um, I We played a venue in St. Louis. I'm sure you've probably played, played there, too, and I can't think of the name of it right now. I think I've only ever done pops. Does that make sense? But anyway, there's a venue in, in St. Louis that we played, and uh, 
they had this microphone that had airflow like out the sides. It's designed to be cupped. Oh, cool. So for so for me, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm down. Let me try this shit out. And they, they gave me one to use for the show. And I just I jammed with it. And it was nice. And they have a bunch of different models. And uh, honestly, it's it for me, like they sound like just like here's Shore. Here's Heil Sound. Like they're they're a little above price point for sure. Like, say uh, the SM58, right? They have a PR22, which is slightly thinner in frame and like night and day difference. When you plug in a 58, it sounds like you're talking like this just a little bit. You get that little muffled sound that you have to cupped. work around. No, no, even just in general. Like if I were to do a test, I unfortunately I don't have my other one right now. I sent it out, but I dropped it and broke it. Uh, so, <laughs> so I actually had to get it fixed. But uh, when working, it's fucking perfect. That's awesome. So yeah, S- SM58s don't break though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's one thing. I'm a Sen- I'm a Sennheiser boy though. Yeah, okay. I mean, I do like the E835, right? The E835 or 935 is what I use. Okay, okay. I think they're cut, like they're small frequency differences, right? Very yeah. I'm not I'm not a gear nerd, but I I know that I enjoy this microphone and that's it. Right. I mean, look, I'm the same way. I I use what I like just cuz I've tried it, you know what I mean? Like I try this because this is good for like this and like if i've watched a lot of podcasts and like now that i have one because they hooked me up after everything and i now i see it it's like buying a car and then you see that fucking car everywhere you're like oh wow oh wow he's got one you know but like for this i saw it and like it's plug and play in terms of dialing in for eq and stuff where you buy an sm7b uh, you need a cloud lifter you need to have the right you know um uh, oh my god, I can't get the word. Plugins. Plug- plugins and like a uh, thing you plug into, the preamps. You need a good preamp or you need a booster and all that shit, like the cloud lifter. And, and I like it's this one, I just plug right into my interface and it sounds perfect. Perfect EQ. Don't got to fuck with it. I maybe put, I can dial, like for this, I put a little low end, a little high end, and that's all I need, dude. I'm not fucking around. Awesome. Let, let's wrap this up with, with one last question. It probably never happens to you because you're very, very in control. You know what's going on all the time. But every once in a while, especially when you're touring with suffocation, what is your hangover cure? Oh, sleep for 24 hours. <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm going to drink water and that's it. I'm not even eating. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that was, I actually have one short story. Uh, when I toured with Suffo, it was my birthday in Minneapolis at the Caboose. And Derek took my wireless mic out of my hand and shouted to the crowd, Hey, this is Kevin's birthday. Let's make him forget it. Throws the mic back at me. Let me tell you, after that fucking day, after that show, everybody came up to me at least a drink, a drink, a shot, a drink. Hey, what are you drinking? Drinking, drink, 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 drink. Do you know Robin Mason? I do, of course. Vox and Ops alumni. She was, uh, she was, uh, she was um, Morbid Angels merch and tour manager. Dude, she comes up to me with a shot. Now, all night I've been drinking just like whiskey and rum, whiskey, rum. And I've been like keeping myself in the pocket. I'm <laughs> smashed with Trey from Morbid. We're doing like on the side of the bus joking around. And he was, dude, he had this rat fishing thing. That, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but like. Uh, rat fishing? All right. Well, I'll talk about it real fast. It's one of the funniest tour stories ever. Dude, he, <laughs> he would have these little fucking fishing rods. One was, no joke, Frozen themed from the movie, and the other one was Dora the Explorer themed. Walmart kid fishing rods like this long. And he would put like peanut butter, cupcake, and all this garbage at the end of it and throw it down into a sewer drain or behind a dumpster or behind whatever. And he would pray that he would catch a rat 
And because he, he's like on this whole journey that rats are just like us musicians, man. They're one with the street or whatever he was talking about. And I was having a field day with him. And every time, like, I would fuck with him, but he wouldn't catch on. He would think I was super into the fishing. I was like, bro, give me one. Let's go. Let's go behind the venue right now. And he would run. He would do it with me, dude. <laughs> it was such a good time. But oh. what would he do if he caught them? Dude, he never caught one. Has never. <laughs> Has never, ever caught one. Dude, like in San Diego outside of uh, uh, House of Blues, there's a lady, a homeless lady, walking. I'm not shitting with you here. Like three giant rats crawling in her shirt. She had three pet rats that would live off her and she'd feed them out of her collar like this. They'd run up and, and run oh. back down. Dude, we're like Trey. You gotta get out here. You gotta see this. He wouldn't come. He wouldn't come off the bus. He didn't want to see it. He was like, "Fuck that, no." Jesus, like, dude, what, your whole image is gone with this, dude. You love this. <laughs> Vietnam. We were standing outside a craft beer bar, of course. Uh, shout out to Don Hurst, the the brewer there. And there's like low wires everywhere, and they're just rats just running over our heads. It's, it was insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, to wrap up with the other story Robin Mason shows up with a shot for my birthday says happy birthday with these little baby cupcakes I gave the cupcakes to the tray so he can go fishing (laughs) and I took the shot and it was Jägermeister and it threw me off my whole fucking swing and the curtains went down I blacked out I fell asleep on the grass where the buses go on the side of the caboose for three hours they tried to pick me up and bring me onto the bus and I was like "Mm -mm, put me down I'm gonna throw up everywhere just put me down and they left me there until bus call, and I took a nap. They threw a hoodie on me, and it was sick. And then uh, that was the worst hangover I ever had, where I laid in my bunk for 24 hours. Thank God we had an off day. Wow. Yeah. That was the yeah. worst. They happen. They happen. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Kevin, thank you so, so much for taking the time, having a chat with me, sharing a brew. Yeah. Talking about your life, music, and craft beer. Everyone get ready for this new slash old revamped The Merciless Concept record. Yep. And I got to do a little sneak tease for you. I have another project in the works. Just keep an eye up. It's we, we got things. I can't, I can't <laughs> go into detail, but I'm going to leave it with hype. Things are signed. Things are moving. Things are big. And I'm excited to see you out there, buddy. Very cool. Cheers. Cheers, homie. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. This is very cool to do. I I have never done a live interview on Twitch before, and uh, this was very cool. I'm very happy that uh, Kevin and I collaborated this way. It was a a lot of fun to hang out with him and with uh, all of his followers on Twitch. It was actually really funny because uh, Kevin's going to hate that I'm saying this, but Kevin (laughs) knocked over his beer and spilled it all over his equipment. He was extremely upset with himself. And uh, I cut that out of this episode. Luckily, none of his equipment was affected by the spillage of the delicious craft beer. And Kevin still has not cut a cup holder into his custom desk. Because I did ask him about that recently. You should all definitely go check out that new Merciless Concept record, which did drop at the end of December. Everyone is stoked about it. I'm stoked about it. It is available on all streaming platforms, and I have dropped all the pertinent links for the Merciless Concept in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should absolutely go subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice. But not only that, you should take the time to rate it and write a review for the podcast, because if you do that, more people just 
just like yourself will be able to discover the Vox and Hops podcast. Vox and Hops is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I will be back next week with two episodes, one on Tuesday and then another on Friday. But until then, I hope you all remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The The Corner of Grey Street.